and welcome to Lionhearted Marketing. This is a podcast for bold businesses who are ready to go from a slightly scattergun marketing approach to connecting everything they're doing to create joyful, repeatable customer journeys that build connection and consistently convert new clients. That's called a funnel if you fancy. If you have that nagging feeling you should have more of a grasp on your marketing, more of a plan, more of a system to support your pretty successful business, you're in the right place. This isn't about trying loads of new strategies, it's about taking what you've got and making the most of it. I'm Sophie, your host, self-confessed tea superfan, marketing strategist and funnels, or joyful journeys as I like to call them, demystifier. Join me every Tuesday for my lion-hearted approach to marketing to help you navigate those big moves, stay focused on your goals and ultimately take your business to the next level. Let's jump in to today's episode. And welcome to the Lionhearted Marketing Podcast. So today I'm here with my guest, Susie Olivier. Susie is a certified business coach, serial entrepreneur of over 16 years, military wife and mum of three. She combines all that with lived-in first-hand experience and expertise, her unrelenting optimism and an overwhelming passion to help women realize their amazing potential and build the life and business of their dreams and genuinely enjoying the process without sacrificing time. And that is actually exactly what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. We're going to be exploring juggling success while you've got a young family, what that looks like as the children change age, as your business evolves, as maybe it gets more successful. You know, what, does that, what does that narrative look like around success, what it takes to achieve it? And, and you know, how do you design your life so that your business um, and your family work really well? We're also going to talk to Susie about how she's used ads to grow her business as well. So before we jump in and talk all things motherhood and juggle, tell us a bit more about yourself. So I'm Susie. Um, I turned into a business coach, um, I want to say organically, because that's like the cool kids term these days. Um, Back in what, 2018, 2019 it was. um, I had been in business since 2008, um, launched a luxury personal training brand in the middle of a recession. So that was a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. It proved I really knew how to market business, but absolutely exploded. and then hubby joined the Royal Air Force. The house moves began. I realized um, I wanted a kind of a business that didn't require me having to go out and exchange time for money. And I wanted to be a stay-at-home mum, which was imminent because I was pregnant with our first. Um, and that kind of gave birth, literally and figuratively, um, to a product-based business, which just grew exponentially very, very quickly. Um, and it was through that business of being very open about being a military spouse and being a mum and then soon after being mum too, um, that people are like, oh, how are you doing this? Um, yeah. How are you managing the house moves? How are you managing being a stay-at-home mum? How are you managing breastfeeding around everything? Um, that kind of made me realize, actually, I, I absolutely love talking about business more than I am enjoying the, the running of this current business. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I launched Mother's Enterprise in 2018, but it was close, close to around then. Around then. Um, and yeah, that's kind of been my journey to this point now. Now I have another little bundle of joy, my surprise third. So I got, <laughs> oh God, got, don't talk to me about surprise thirds. I don't know what I would do. I, it, was, it was you. I was so you. I was at the stage where I had both my kids at school. And I'm like, yeah. my life has started again. I was just yeah. saying the other day to a nanny, I remember dropping off Delilah, my now middle, um, at school and being like, I did. I got through it. I'm I had girls close together. They were 20 months apart. And I did the whole stay-at-home mum thing. I was full-time with yeah. them. And, like, my time has begun. I just felt this, like, new release of, like, my freedom. 
And then it was 10 months later, we saw the, the glowingly positive pregnancy <laughs> test. Um, and I got swooped back into the world of, of newborns. So that is me in a very long answer. Mother of three, military spouse and business coach. Um, but yeah, that, that's who I am currently. Love it. And how old are your kids now? So they are nine, about to turn eight. And the youngest, Gabriella, is coming up for, I think, like 17 months now. Oh, um, so yeah, we're at the toddler stage, yeah. which is delightful. Oh my gosh! Well, I've got a two very almost three year old um, and a six year old. So yeah, we are very much in the early three nager stage. And I had forgotten, if I'm honest, just how demanding. You think oh, twos are hard, three is that next level when again? The sass comes in. Oh my god! I thought she had the sass, and then I just realised, oh no, that was just nothing. Like. <laughs> I think I feel like I was warming up. Out. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I've been through this before. You should be more prepared for this, Sophie. But oh, you know, you just yeah, not. Really you not. No. I think as soon as you finish a phase, you just instantly mm. forget the phase, yeah. and then you're like, I'm dealing with a new phase now. And then when it comes back again, you're like, Was it like this the last time? I mean, look, I think it's self-preservation. It I is. Feel like yeah. like, if I remember it too me. much, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> okay, so both of us started businesses when we had really young you know, firstborns and kind of working around all of that. So um, I thought today what it might be really interesting and helpful is just to talk about, because I'm sure you have this with your clients as well, because I know you work with people right from starting a business idea all the way through to, you know, like six figure months. What, you know, how do we kind of talk about what does success look like at each stage? Because it's really hard, isn't it? When you're looking at Instagram and you see these stories around, you know, success, it seems to be so focused on money and um, for a lot of us, money is really important. I think that's really that's really okay to say, like whether it's to cover the nursery fees or so you can go on holiday that year. And I think often, for me anyway, starting out, it was just literally a case of that extra money. Yeah. Um, and then it gets to a point where you're maybe earning those consistent, you know, five, seven K months and you realize that actually this is a thriving business. But how do I not let you know, building an empire, if you like, suddenly it's quite a lot more taxing. Maybe then there's more money pressure on you to bring it in. And and the demands on your time change, I think, quite a lot as well, especially as your kids get older. So I don't where should we start? Why don't we start with where, let's start when our kids' babies were young. Like what were your kind of, what were your measures of success when you started out? Making money full stop. I, yeah. I, I wanted to, especially when Belle, my first, was born. I just thought if I could earn money, and I mean like any money, yeah. whilst being at home with her, that is success to me. Yeah. And I remember I launched um, Mama and Belle Teething Jewelry um, on a Thursday at 8pm. I remember like pressing like site go live, social media accounts go live. Um, it was back in like 2014. So like things were done differently back then. Yeah. Because you were back Posting in the day. on Facebook and people would buy from you. It's magical. Yeah. Um, and it was like 10 minutes later, the first order came in. And it was like when like oh ka-ching God. sounds used to have played yeah, when, when you go and order in. And I was like, I'm sitting at home. My baby is sleeping in her bed. She was like six months old. And I have made like £14.50. And I get to just like go and post that tomorrow with her in the pushchair. Like, oh my goodness, I have arrived. Um, yeah. It's kind of like you say, then you suddenly realize, actually, um, this is a business. Um, I could actually make this into something now. Like if I can do £14.50 yeah. um, in 10 minutes, what can I do all in I like want. weeks or months? And so that's yeah. when I started to say change my definition of success. But it was realizing, like, actually, I've got ambition. Um, and, and this might not be a really mm. popular thing to say. but I realized, and all my all my life, I had just dreamt of being a mum. It's all I ever wanted. 
and people are like, oh, what do I mean when you grow up? And mom, like, I don't have anything else. I just want, I just want my babies. Um, and I had her and I was like, she's amazing. And I'm so grateful. And I realized like the unbelievable depth of this blessing that I have, but I can be more and I want to be more. And there's a whole other part of myself that I haven't realized yet. And that I want to, I want, yeah. I want to explore. And it kind of starting that business, let a fire in my belly and like, wow, what am I, what am I capable of? Like, what can I build here whilst fulfilling my dream of being a full-time stay-at-home mom? And so that just kind of just grew and evolved based on postings and husband deployments and babies arriving. Um, but yeah, literally my first thing was like, can I make money whilst being at home with my kids? And that was my definition of success. And I kind of just grew from there. Yeah, I think, and I think that is such a common story, isn't it? Like it, I think starting your business when you are literally at home with a child and I mean, often in a really fortunate position where you, like you say your husband's making money. So you're not at that position where it's like, okay, I have to earn a certain it's amount. It's all on you. Yeah. So I had, I was made redundant from my role, um, like my very well-paid corporate job while of the maternity leave. Um, but luckily I got quite a big payout, which really allowed me to kind of then explore what yeah. I wanted to do. Again, it wasn't, it was, she, you know, Eliza, my eldest was a really, really longed for baby. It took us a really long time to get pregnant and have her. And I really didn't want to just go back to a job and, and be away from her for seven, yeah. you know, five days a week from seven till seven. And, and actually the redundancy whilst it was quite traumatic at the time in hindsight was like the best thing that could have happened. Um, and I was exactly the same as you initially. I could not get my head around how other people made mo like money. It felt like the hardest thing in the world to like, find something that people would pay me for like I didn't have a product I was trying to develop a service and I think interestingly it took me a long time to get out of that mindset of saying yes to any money yeah and that's something that I see quite a lot so at first like you say you're just scrappy aren't you just any income like yeah I'll do it yeah I'll do that for 100 pounds yeah I'll do any money <laughs> is better than no money like Absolutely. I would fill my time if you will just pay me um and I think that actually that uh, mentality was something that I quite struggled with once I reached those kind of put a limit on my income I think up to like Absolutely. the three to five k mark yeah because you get to sort of the three to five k mark and you are busy as hell you are doing all the things for all the people doesn't matter how much they're paying you you know you're exhausted you're time poor you're trying to spend time with the kids put boundaries in place but you've just got so much work to do because you're still at that point where you're just like just give me anything that will bring money in. Absolutely. It's been quite a big journey for me around redefining success as that balance between time and money as well. I don't know how if that's come up for you at all. Oh, a hundred percent. I always say like my journey has been a rough one, and I have made every mistake so that my clients don't have to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, I talk about it a lot. I had shingles three times before I was thirty. Oh my gosh! With like husband away, two young children. I would have like Delilah's a newborn, um, Annabelle's a toddler, kind of wrecking the house and climbing everything. And I've got thirty orders coming in from the website today. I've got John Lewis God. placing orders for five hundred units, um, and I'm still there, like printing my own barcodes and putting yeah. everything on and like boxing up. Then I'm like, oh. Send it, send it, like your supplier, send it to our supplier. I'm like, I am my supplier. I'm <laughs> 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 supplier here. <laughs> Can you please put the marketing manager? I'm like, yes, hi, that's me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am everything. And like, it was, it was really rough because 
like you say, you get to this point where you're like, I'm just so happy people are willing to pay me that I should just be so grateful and just say freaking yes to things. Even my my deal with John Lewis, I that was a really crappy deal I made with them. Like, yeah. I was so like, oh my goodness, oh, it's John little Lewis. Little tiny me in my military married quarter and my product that I kind of completely scrappily, obviously it was very high quality, but like it was scrappily kind of put together. Like I don't know what I'm doing, but like it's going to be something. Um, yeah. They want to like stock my, my stuff's going to be for sale on Oxford Street. That's insane. And yeah. so I literally took the first offer they put on the table. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of paying you guys to sell my yeah. stuff. Hang on a sec. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, then it wasn't completely that bad, but it wasn't far off it because you just get to that kind of essentially living in a massive scarcity mindset, isn't it? When you're like, there isn't, there might not be enough. There might not be a client after this. There might not be an offer after this. There might not be a deal after this. So I just need to say yes to it all in case it all dries up. And so for me, it was a massive mindset identity evolution that had to take place to go from like, I'm just a mumpreneur. I'm just a mummy yes. in business. I'm just yeah. doing this on the side so I can be at home with the children into like, BS, I'm a CEO of a thriving company and like actually yeah. kind of wearing that title with pride and empowerment and stepping into that role and making decisions as someone in that role. That's when the tie changed for me and the shingle went away. Um, yeah. And I was like, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah, amazing that. And like, I felt like I could breathe again because before I was just like you, like I am spinning my wheels all over the place. And something I say to my clients all the time and I see the mistake that gets made all the time is, they leave jobs for freedom, mm, but they create yes. businesses which are even worse than the jobs. They can't call in sick. They yeah. can't take leave. They can't just walk away from. They're living in a 24-7. And so you yeah. create these monster businesses which completely corner you. You're like, I can't grow you because you're consuming every part of me already. It's like, what the hell do I do? And then you get the 95% of businesses who fail because yeah. not even failing because they're not good businesses. They're just failing because the person running the show goes, I just can't take it anymore. Like, this can't be what it's like. And if it is, I'm out. And so they go back to corporate, go back to the job, saying, oh, I tried it. It's horrendous. But like, actually, boundaries just weren't there. Identity wasn't there. Self-belief wasn't there. And that's, I always say business is like your ultimate personal development journey. You will oh ever God, go It really on. is. Like, just when you think you've got something sorted and you're like, you've got your mindset, like, nailed in around that thing, like, a whole new thing is going to open up for you and you need to be prepared to be on a forever working progress evolution as a person um, if you're going to be successful here. Yeah. I tell you, is it new level, new devil? I feel oh, absolutely. like it's just endless, isn't it? And I think that's so interesting um, what you were saying there about it, cons you know, it consuming you. Because I do remember someone um, telling me once, like, oh, it's like, uh, my business feels like my baby and then I read something about I read that quote a quote came up again somewhere and it was something about you can't have your business as your baby because babies are endlessly demanding they do nothing for themselves it's 24 7 like they're draining you want like a business uh like late preschooler we don't want to hit the hormone <laughs> or teenage years like we don't want the tweens but you know that lovely like seven to nine where everything is full and cute useful and cute and kind of self-sufficient mm. and able to do a lot of things on their own and just need you there for a bit of emotional support and direction you know like that's what we're really aiming for here we are not aiming for this to be another child and like I will fully hold my hands up and say that at points of like running my business it has felt like another child yeah. in my family where 
I'm trying to, you know, cook the girls' dinner and I'm on my, you know, on my phone trying to post on social media and quickly replying to a client. Like even now, I can slip into that if I'm busy oh, and overwhelmed yeah. and feel like something has got to be done. You know, I'm sitting at the kitchen table trying to quickly reply to a client or, you know, just they've got the info. And um, I've recently put boundaries in place around uh, the days that I work. So I don't work Fridays and I'm like limiting um, the amount of meetings I have. Um, but sometimes that feels then on the days I am working, there's even more expectation on me to deliver everything to everyone. Um, but I think when we're talking about that, you know, needing boundaries, the next step for me after that initial like realization of, okay, this is growing, but I need some support is outsourcing and actually getting a coach. Now I am a massive coaching advocate. I have had many coaches and I think that, yeah, the relationship between coaches, one of the first things I did when I got made redundant was get a coach. And ever since then, I've pretty much always been working with a coach in some way. I quite like long-term relationships, like, you know, like six to six to kind of nine, 12 months, because I feel like you really get to know that person, but they are an investment. They're a huge investment often. And I, part of that, I think is your own mindset. Um, and that fear about affordability. And part of that as well is I saw you wrote a post actually about this on Instagram and I thought it was so interesting. Um, like your partner and how <laughs> they feel about you spending that money because often when they're not in that world, like my husband is, he's not even on Instagram. Like he's not in the like, sort of like online <laughs> entrepreneur, social media world at all. The amount of money we're talking about is eye-watering. And yeah. often he thinks like, well, yeah, or we could have that in our bank account. Like, yeah. why, why are you paying her yeah, all that? We could go on for that. Yeah, he's like, you know <laughs> what we could do with that amount of money. But over time, I've been able to show him, you know, the impact, the return, that, the return yeah. on the investment. Like, I've made a lot more than that in, you know, back from it. And I've completely changed my business. I have boundaries. But I guess, you know, when you're starting to work with people and coaching, I guess coaching and outsourcing, they are the two it's big things on them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think coaching is one of the scariest things to do in business. Um, and I mean, I was on the other side of the coaching line for such a long time mm. before becoming a coach. And I was adamant I would never become a coach because I, sh- I saw, I'll try to put this in a nice way, the crap coaches that were out yeah. there, the people who just shouldn't, I don't think, have kind of deserved the right to call themselves coaches. Some people were yeah. kind of like, I did this random job and then the next day I decided to be a business coach. And I'm like, what credibility do you have to be a business coach? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be associated with any of those people. Um, and I had this period in my life where I had what I can only call divine intervention multiple times going like, you need to be a coach, you need to be a coach. And I'm like, I will never. No, I will not be a yeah, coach. Literally. And then yeah. I'm like, you know what? It was with COVID just hit. It was like March, uh, February, March, twenty twenty. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to find you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I'll just try. Okay, what well, I'm yeah. doing now isn't working so well, anyways. And let me just try. And like my business absolutely like just skyrocketed. But I remember in that time going like, if I'm going to do this, I need support. Yeah. And it was a bit of a mind twist for me. So I'm like, but I am an experienced entrepreneur. What the hell is a is a person at that point with like ten years of very successful business experience doing trying to find a business coach? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I don't even need like business guidance. I need someone to hold me. I need mm. someone to support me and someone to lovingly bitch slap me across the screen when I'm making stupid ass decisions because I adore my husband and he's like my number one supporter, but he's an officer in the Royal Air Force. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about marketing, my business structure, office, lead generation, the mindset behind it, like being in control of your time, money stuff. Like he goes to work, he does his thing, he serves his people, he gets paid and like job done. 
Um, so I'm like, he does a really great job of supporting me, but I need someone who like knows me, my industry. Yeah. And so I did the the gauntlet, I shall call it, of discovery calls. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. no. No, no. Like, no. Just be a Tinder for coaches. Yeah. That? I know. Because the um, relationship is is really important, isn't it? Like having that connection with a coach is huge. Like, and I would really, if anyone has kind of not had a coach or is kind of looking at investing in one, like don't just go with the first one you have a discovery oh, call with. Oh no. Like, no, you need you need to have that, that kind of magic connection that yeah. you can only feel when kind of you maybe like kissed a few frogs. Um, and I had, I had in, up to that point invested in, in group programs and masterminds and things. So I wasn't like adverse to investing, but I knew I wanted an amazing one-on-one coach and amazing one-on-one coaches are like 200 quid a month. Yeah. Um, and so I remember having this call with my coach now. Um, I mean, we've been together for three years, so I'm all about long-term relationships. Um, and it's been like, yes, like everything in my like soul knew yeah. this was the right thing, but everything in my mind was going like. WTF? Are yeah. you utterly stupid? You don't oh, have money to oh, afford hell. this. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I, I in the Instagram post you're referring to, like, I made like fifty quid that month when I decided to work yeah. with her. Um, it was like literally Feb March 2020, and like the world just ended. We're living in Cyprus at the time, and like we're in lockdown, and you're homeschooling your children. I'm like, what? okay, me surprise. Yeah. Um, um, and so, like, I I had no idea how I was going to afford her fee. It was a substantial, four figure fee, and it was ten percent of my of my um, revenue. But like, again, something in my soul was like, "That's what you have to do." And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Okay, <laughs> I'll leave the husband to simmer on it. Yeah, won't bring it up again." Um, yeah. and I got scrappy, and I did. I mean, I felt sick for days after saying, "Like, I'll work with you. Can I go onto your waiting list?" Give me three months to figure this out. I literally thought I I just put my family into financial ruin. Um, but actually it was completely the opposite and it's been the best thing in the whole world. So I think when, when you allow yourself to trust yourself and trust in your vision and trust what you want to do and allow yourself to get that support at the same time, I mean, I've liked it earlier, of like of the delegation piece of getting support in your business to manage it, you kind of hit the sweet spot of, of being a business owner. And that's when it starts feeling really, really good. And I always say when business starts feeling good is when it starts doing good. And everything starts working for you. And it just, yeah, it feels like a magical place to be. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the the first one for me is the coach. And then the second one is this is the outsourcing. And I think part of it for me is um A, like regaining some of my time. Like I know in and lots of my clients know as well, the reason they start, you know, using ads to grow their email list is because they, you know, physically being online all the time, posting endlessly, you know. You either have to be across multiple social media sites, you know, and trying to do all the things, or you kind of invest in automation, outsourcing, getting support. So I think, you know, regaining that feeling of success and having that structure in place is so important. But when you have that mindset, like we talked about, of like every penny is mine. And, you know, in those early days, every penny you earn, other than you're sort of, you know, even even initially, you're not even paying tax, really, are you? Like every <laughs> penny you earn, other than your sort of canvas subscription, it's pretty much coming back to you. Absolutely. Quite a big shift over time, isn't it, to start investing in in Facebook ads, in, um, you know, VA to do the admin side or social media manager. Um, and actually, I, what I have found with a lot of clients is that that kind of 5k point is actually quite sticky. Because you've kind of can get to that point mostly on your own, maybe with a little yeah. bit of help. If you're quite savvy with automations and, you know, use things like Dubsado and have automated emails, you can do, you can get there on your own. Then you get to sort of 5K and you realize, right, if I 
actually want to scale and grow this business, I'm going to need to invest in ads. I'm going to need to set up, you know, get someone to support me. And actually your monthly income, although you might grow your overall pro- like revenue, your actual monthly income can either stay the same or go down. Go down and yeah. that's quite a, it's quite a challenging place to be, yeah. isn't it? Like oh, I found anyway, I don't know if your clients find that as well. Well, this is counterintuitive, isn't it? I want to do yeah. my business, but I'm going to earn more. Well, oh, sorry, earn less. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't think you might at all. But I always say, I think the zero to 5K is the hardest growth point in business. Yeah. I think if, if you can get to 5K, you then know you've got something working in your business and it's about refining what's already there. And like you say, make those really scary ass decisions to be like, okay, I can keep running the show and I can keep burning out and I can keep the 5K or I can see how this can become a, an eight, nine, six figure business but I'm going to have to kind of, what's the word, kind of take the fall for yeah. a short while, have that dip before a climb. It's kind of like the storm before the, the calm comes. Um, yeah. And it, didn't, I mean, it doesn't happen to everyone. I've got some clients who almost kind of from the sounding woo-woo here, but like from the energetic space they go into when they are like, right, yeah, I'm going to hire the OBM. I'm going to hire the VA. I'm going to hire the ad manager. Obviously not all at once unless they are absolutely coining it. But well, like, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, magic, magic happened. Um, but yeah, when it hire the social media manager, whoever it might be, they start suddenly like showing up in a very different energy. Mm. They start making decisions in a very different energy. And I say it all the time. I will, when I said yes to my coach, like clients dropped from the sky. Like I was like, I don't even know who you are. This is a magical. I'm like, oh, I'm paying full. I'm like, yeah, you're paying. Yeah, she <laughs> is. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. I'm like, I literally had a client time with me recently and it was, it was a massive decision for her. Like it really took a, a couple, couple of weeks. Like she knew she wanted it, but she's like, I have no idea how we can afford this. My business isn't earning enough money to cover your fee. Um, and like, if I take money from my husband's salary and my salary, maybe, maybe afford it, but it's going to be like a huge financial burden. And I'm not here to put anyone in debt or tell anyone what to do yeah. with their money. So I kind of supported her as much as I could do. Um, but ultimately, she she really felt kind of similar to my journey. Like, no, this is the right thing to do, even though it feels like scary AF right now. Yeah. And she literally sent me the email saying, Susie, I'm in. Send me the link to get started let's go let's do this and then she went back into her inbox and there was a new client going like hi i want a six-month package can i pay in full and she's like what the actual hell and she's never had something like that happen before ever yeah. in her business so it's like the odd person here and there wants to do a single session or maybe a block of six or whatever it was an absolute like biggest booking she ever had in her whole entire life literally seconds after she went all in going yep you know what bugger it i'm i'm, I'm betting on myself here yeah, and just from again, looking from like an energetic perspective, it changed something in her business and suddenly opportunities which aligned with how she was showing up and who she was being in her business started dropping in. And I see that all the time. So when we say there might be a dip in income, there actually might not. Yeah. Like you might literally be caught immediately or it's a nice little, um, how shall we use the term, a test. Um, of your mental resolve to be like, yes, okay, I am being a business owner here. I'm going to take some of the emotion out of it. Yeah. And I've seen my five to six K months. They're going to drop to three and a half K from a kind of money I'm picking out or whatever the case might be for a month or two. But I know because like you say, you're kind of buying yourself time essentially and space and capacity to do more. I know I'm going to recover that yeah. loss to kind of use it, use that term. Um, and it's going to recover and it's going to exponentially grow from there. So it's scary. It is the scariest thing. It's something I want to normalize for everyone. Yeah. It doesn't feel comfortable. It feels nauseating at sometimes. But that's kind of when you know you're doing the, you're doing the right thing because you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And you're kind of giving the finger to your mindset gremlins. You're like, oh, 
keep going. Yeah. You're fine. Say what you are. It's cool here. You're okay. You yeah, don't to worry small. about yourself. That's something exactly. I hear quite a lot. It's like, I only, if I don't outsource or don't, you know, invest in ads, then I only have to worry about paying myself. And then if I don't have, you know, if I can't pay myself, I'll deal with that. But the idea of committing to sort of paying someone else or, you know, having Facebook ads running and, you know, the, I think there's a lot of mindset stuff around Facebook ads with the, you have to invest up front and yeah. that can be really scary. Like you don't know what, and it's very much like investing in a coach, like you're investing Absolutely. up front. You don't know what results you're going to get from them, but you have to kind of, to move your business forward. It's so important, isn't it? To keep making those decisions. I think one of the other things I wanted to talk about is how, like what, how have you defined success for yourself in relation to the family and to work? Like what, we've talked a lot about money, but what other things are you kind of prioritizing in your life and how have you kind of put them in place? I mean, it sounds probably a bit of a cliche answer, but like for me, the ultimate definition of success is just freedom and choice. Yeah. And I've not always mirrored that in the actions of my business. I'm very hyper ambitious. I'm very goal focused. I can put myself under insane amounts of pressure in the name of achieving something. Um, and that's literally why I had a coach. Like she's an amazing business mind, but ultimately, and she's also a therapist, which is very handy. Um, but like ultimately she'd be like, can you just ease off? Like just chill out a little bit because you are going against your terms for success. And again, kind of the value of working with her, she kind of made me realize like, yeah, you can go and achieve your multiple six figure business tomorrow, but you're not going to see your kids. You're not going to be available for your husband. And this is also when we're living in Cyprus. And she's like, you're not going to be living the amazing like military spouse living in Cyprus lifestyle because you're so busy locked away in your little hole of your office. Like, why would you want to achieve success like that? Is that even yeah. success? And I was like, oh yeah, no, it's not so much. <laughs> Um, and so I got really, really strict with like, what does freedom actually mean for me and my business? And then literally almost every decision that came in through the business went through that filter. Like, if I say yes to this, does it cater for this? Does it allow for this? And if it's a yes, then like, cool, I'll consider it. But if it's a no, then sorry, that's not happening for me right now. And so me right now in this business, because I do have three kids and I do have a baby at home who's currently calling my name bottom of the stairs. The nanny is oh. here. Don't worry, everyone. Um, <laughs> but like, I want to be available for her. And I, my kind of my goal was like, right, how can I keep this business going and keep my client capacity and like be kind of not the full-time stay-at-home mom because I do have to be in the office and she does need someone with her. But like, I wanted to be able to exclusively breastfeed for her first year um, yeah. and, and arrange my, my schedule around that. And so I had that freedom around how I controlled my schedule um, to make sure I had like a 15, 20 minute gap between every client call, depending on when she wanted to nurse. So I had that. Um, now we are moving house in a week and a half, husband's oh. doing three weeks later. Um, and so we weren't seeing until the end of the year. So I'm having to make kind of even more really deliberate decisions and kind of confining the business into even tighter boundaries because I'm like, I need to be there for my kids. Um, mm. It's a lot for especially the older ones now, they're feeling the house move. They're feeling the yeah. leaving their friends and going into another, it'll be my eldest fourth school, bless her. Yeah. Um, and they're feeling obviously daddy going away until the end of the year. And so I'm like, yeah, you know what? This business is literally last on my priority list right now. Yeah. Um, and so for me, again, kind of bring that freedom and choice into it. It's like, okay, well, I'm only going to work kind of Monday, Monday to Thursday until 12 o'clock and then I'm going to go fetch Gabriella from nursery and on Fridays and I never work Fridays I'm take off the last week of every month as well um, I don't work August I don't work December um, and so I wish I had that wisdom when I started out mm. <laughs> I would have very different decisions and built very different businesses but hey we learn and we grow um, so yeah the the short answer to your question is definitely freedom and choice that is genuinely my definition of success 
and feeling really well compensated for what I do when I do work. Big thing for me, knowing that my time is valued and that people actually value my expertise and as a result, get amazing results in the business. So yeah, it's kind of this beautiful win-win when you're like, wow, I'm feeling well compensated. People who work with me feel like they're getting an amazing kind of deal here as well. Everyone just feels like they're on uh, the winning side of the, of the equation. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing when you get that. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. I love the idea of the filter of everything coming in, going through these things of like, how is this going to impact me and my boundaries and my, like you say, your freedom, your flexibility. Um, I don't work Fridays and that's actually a really easy boundary for me to keep because I have my two-year-old at home with me. So the idea of actually getting any work done is, is almost impossible. Happening so, anyway. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> there's just no point. I do wonder when um, she starts school, not this September, the September after when I have, I intend to keep that Friday off. Like absolutely. that is absolutely intend that. I mean, that would be the first time I've ever had like a, Friday, a day off a week without a child at home Who with me. You? But I do think like, I will have to be so strict with that boundary because like she forces me to keep it but I wonder when there's no one there forcing me to keep it you know how easy it would be to sort of let things creep back in or you know not keep those boundaries um and I think part of that as well for me at the moment I'm going through I've just had a big rebrand um so I've invested a lot in that and I totally know when you were saying about um feeling like well compensated the rebrand has allowed me to really step into that and feel that like the people that I work with I'm working with less clients than I've ever worked with before but I'm earning more than I've ever earned before and that's that real feeling of I like that going much deeper with people that much more of that one-to-one that um it's I've experimented with so many different models group programs courses management of ads like um and I'm not saying that I'll never go back. I do still love the idea of the group programs and the courses, but there is something about developing an in-depth relationship with someone. Yeah. Like, yes, it's high value. And yes, they, um, you know, they pay me more than I've kind of ever been paid before. But the results they get and the impact it has on their business is also higher than Absolutely. the impact I've ever been able to have yeah. before. And that is just so fulfilling, I think, as well. Um, absolutely I mean when you I always said my definition of success um, used to be I mean it still is to a massive degree is like going to bed at night knowing that like your gifts have impacted someone and someone else is going to sleep that night feeling a bit easier and a bit happier or whatever the case might be and when you hit that sweet spot I said earlier of like being well compensated and people who you were serving feel extremely well compensated for kind of the value they're receiving from you it genuinely feels like you kind of hit the lottery in business Um, when you combine that with boundaries you're like, oh my goodness, like life should not feel this good, but it does. And it's my life and I feel like I'm winning. And yeah, it's just, it's magical. Amazing. So how do you manage to work till 12 every day? What's your kind of, have you got outsourcing? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about ads in a minute as well, but like, how do you kind of manage it? So before surprise Gabriella arrived, um, I mean, my kids were at school, so it was fine. It was easy. Mm. Um, and then surprise arrived and I had never allowed myself childcare with the first two so I'm like no Mm. good mums don't get childcare and I had all this absolute BS beliefs around motherhood with the first two and I've grown I was I'm I'm now in my 30s I'm in my 20s with the first two so I'm like I'm a wiser older woman now um and so what was great that that's kind of massively changed um since the first two is that the military now do shared parental leave and so I was like what's the point of me taking nine months off because like I can work as much as I want to and I like all all as little as I want to and so hubby took six months off 
um, which was the first time he's ever taken that much leave of work in his entire life. Um, so for him, it was amazing to kind of be at home with Gabriella and he would like bring her into the office and I'd like to turn the camera up a little bit be like, you can just see my head whilst my boobs come out. Like, if <laughs> Don't mind me. Okay, <laughs> um, And so that's kind of how I dealt with Ben. And then I allowed myself to hire a nan, which a bit like the coach was a scary ass investment because you're like, wow, I'm, I'm paying someone's salary. Um, yeah. But I wasn't going to shut the business down. I gave myself that option. I kind of right, cool. You can stop this business. You can catch it up in 18 months time, a year's time, whatever, however long kind of duration I wanted to. And you can be full-time stay-at-home mommy again. I'm like, oh, I just don't, I don't like that decision. It doesn't feel good. Like I, I had so much momentum in the business. Um, I thought, you know what? I can afford a nanny. I yeah. can afford it. So like, don't be stupid. And so got a beautiful nanny who works kind of full-time for us. Um, I deliberately didn't have it on a Friday. So I, my Fridays mm-hmm. were by default like yours beat off. Now, I did have my Fridays to myself before she arrived. No, magical. Um, but like, yeah, now my Fridays are about going to the duck pond and going to the park. And it's kind of its own kind of magic. Um, but yeah, I needed to keep that. Um, and I wanted to have that whole day with her. Yeah. So I knew that like, she still gets that kind of that beautiful mummy time. Um, so yeah, when we move, we're going to have a slightly different setup. She'll go to nursery. Um, I'm only having nanny in the afternoons, three days a week. Um, but for me in the business, it's meant having the support on everything that I can't, that I, I don't have to do it myself. Yeah. So and I kind of also said to myself, like, what do I really love in business? And like, I love being the visionary. I love kind of creating the strategies. I love kind of thinking these cool little plans and tactics up. Um, I obviously love coaching my clients. I love doing stuff like this and teaching, um, writing my content and everything else needs to go and find a new home on someone else's yeah. to-do list. And again, I made those really scary decisions. I had a VA who came with from my previous business who'd been here for absolutely years. And so she kind of just morphed into Mothers of Enterprise um, and kind of then moved up into kind of more of an OBM role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another VA came in and then the podcast, we've got a full podcast management team in. I'm like, all I want to do is press record and walk away. And I want you people to make it go everywhere and look pretty. And that's exactly what happens. Um, like even my accounts, like I want nothing to do with zero. Like go in there yeah. and reconcile and tell me how much money I'm earning and tell me what I can and can't spend. Like, I don't want to know it. So like outsource all of that outsourced all of social media except for writing the content so and like all of the things like the email newsletter template gets kind of filled lives at my little personal bit on the Thursday and so it really was about like how can I take off anything that doesn't exclusively have to be me and my voice off my yeah. list and put them to other people and it's a massive investment it's huge it's thousands and thousands of pounds every single month I'm paying out but it's allowed me to keep this five-figure a month business working what it's going to be from September 12 hours a week um and doing all the school runs and as soon as my two big kids get home from school like I'm done that's me like I'm mummy from three o'clock every day yeah um and from September it'll be 12 o'clock um I said on our Instagram story I'm like stay tuned for watching how that plays out um but it's going to be me being really really strategic and kind of bringing back that intention of like right does this making this decision serve ultimately where I want to go and does it serve my 12 hour a week mission if yeah. not, then no, it's a thanks so much. But like, I'll talk to you again in a year's time and maybe things have changed slightly. So yeah, team is a huge thing for me. Automation is a huge thing for me. Um, and then having that household support as well with the childcare um, yeah. kind of enables me at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the childcare um, and like the home support as well is really interesting. Um, I went to a mastermind day uh, a few weeks ago and we were talking about this, you know, this delegate and, you know, what's important, what's urgent and like really working out what needs to be you versus what needs to be other people. And one of the, um, a lovely woman there was saying that she has, he has a cleaner, which actually a lot of us outsource. Absolutely. Um, 
she, we all pay for, you know, wrap around carrot school and nursery and something. Uh, but she also has someone that comes to her house, changes all her beds and batches her three meals a week, like home cooked oh, family meals. I had that in Cyprus and it was glorious. I was like, now we're talking. This is the next level. Like, I mean, we do gusto. So that definitely takes a weight off my mind in terms yeah. of like, I don't have to meal plan and it all comes, yeah. you know, delivered. And it literally is just a case of, and I can select ones that are like quicker or whatever. But the idea of someone like home cooking, like us three meals a week is like okay that's my next Beautiful. step that's my like next goal is to get to that point where um I think sometimes it's like you don't know what you don't know like I didn't even I've never even considered having yeah that, we like, we um, hadn't even heard about it until we moved to Cyprus and then like yeah. oh this is available here and I'm like I'm having that yes please but the weird evolution for me there like I was all about that my goal was to have a housekeeper I'm yeah. like I want someone to do my washing change all the bedding cook all the food and like, I've, I think I've had like a midlife awakening. I'm not going to call mm. it a, like a crisis, it's awakening. I'm like, actually, you know what? I love homemaking, like passionately adore it. And I want to make all my food. And then like, I started a sourdough bread thing recently. And I'm like, I'm on my fourth week of making sourdough bread. Yeah. And like, I've never felt more happy and fulfilled in my skin before. Like it feels amazing. Um, and I think for me, I was like, oh, I haven't got time for that. I haven't got time mm. to cook from scratch every night. I haven't got time to do sourdough bread. And I'm like, hang on, this is absolute BS. I'm completely in control of my life and my business. And so I, I kind of went on a little mission to like pull the boundaries in a bit tighter on the business a couple months ago so that I do genuinely finish at one o'clock, two o'clock. I genuinely had nothing to do in the evenings. I genuinely have no work to do on the weekends so that I am actually available to be in the kitchen with my girls cooking and baking. And like, I, we lived on HelloFresh and Gusto for like the first year when Gabriella was born. Yeah. Um, I'm like, no, I, I want to do it. I, yeah. I love it. It's a passion of mine that I've never really allowed myself to explore. So again, kind of to the, everyone listening, like you actually do get to have a life beyond your business and have hobbies and spend time on things that actually are really important to you. And for me, it, it, I say it's a very new, fresh epiphany revelation that I've, I've, I've gone through. Um, but it was that kind of like, oh, hang on a second. Like I get to choose and design this stuff. And make it so and I'm like yeah. I've done that recently and it kind of feels magical so yeah I anything that that produces freshly cooked food I'm there for love it yeah and I think that's all that's it isn't it it's about the things you want to do want to have yeah. an input on love doing and same in your business as well and then the stuff you don't but really acknowledging that you don't have to do that absolutely like, you choose can be everything is a choice like everything absolutely. is a choice um Amazing. And then finally, I just want to talk a little bit about um, Facebook ads. Like, how have you used them in the business? Like, what do you use them for? Give us a bit of an overview. So my journey of Facebook ads started a very, very long time ago. So we're talking like early days of Facebook ads with a product-based business. And again, it was back in the day where you run an ad and even if it's a bit crappy, you still get results. Yeah. It was a magical oh, time. the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> the glory days, yeah. yeah. Like, you post on Instagram, you make sales. Yeah. Um, and so I used it then just as a general advertisement, like these are my products, they're amazing by now and they work really well. Um, and so that kind of gave me the playground to kind of learn the interface. I say learn the interface. It's changing like on an hourly basis. Oh, don't. <laughs> I know. Pre-recorded Facebook ads courses are the bane of my life at the moment. I keep recording stuff and then my client's like, um, it looks slightly different. I'm like, well, yeah, that has changed for you. It's still not changed for me yet. And like, oh my God, it's a nightmare. I had all the time, like when I'm doing a screen share with like a client in like Greece and she's like, mine doesn't look anything like yours. And like, oh, we have completely different ad managers. That's a delightful. Yeah. 
Um, but for this business, um, I was like, I am just going to use it for lead magnet purposes and create a beautiful funnel um, to go along with it, which I did myself first time. I'm very scrappy and very resourceful. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a funnel strategist to tell me exactly what needs to happen here. And actually build it out for me. I'm like, watch all the metrics and things. Because again, I could do it spin my yeah. wheels figuring it out probably do it wrong like break it 10 times over or I could just pay the money and get them right the first time and have it make money for me way sooner and more effectively yeah. um so yeah I have like literally for what maybe five years had a constant ad going um for my lead magnet um and sometimes it works like a magical unicorn at one point it was at a, I dropped the budget down I know this is not not, not normal don't don't do this budget down to one pound a day and I was getting leads every single day from it. It was like this unicorn ad. I'm like, I'm never yeah. ever touching it. My, my branding had changed. Everything, I'm like, I'm not touching that no, ad. I'm not touching working. that ad. Exactly. <laughs> then I suddenly just died to death and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, um, fine. Now's the time to change yeah, it. I'll beat yeah. you now and everything. But literally, yeah. I had the same ad going for almost three years solid. Um, and it, it was just, just this magical little unicorn that just kept producing for me. But yeah, I mean, that's grown my email list easily three, four thousand people um, without me having to, like you say, show up on social media and be yeah. on all the platforms and be like, see me and want my things. And I'm like, Facebook, you do it for me. And when you th I think you can think of Facebook ads as a team member, really like, right, you go yeah. out there and you find me my people and you show them this thing and you get them into do whatever I want them to do. Um, but yeah, it, it is, like I said, you said earlier, it's scary as hell because you, you're paying up front. Um, and you have no guarantee. You have absolutely no way of knowing if Facebook's going to like you or not and going to give you a result. And it's one of those things you kind of, you kind of strategically throw money at um, until it works. Obviously, yeah. you have the beautiful likes of yourself to, to guide the process. Um, but yeah, Facebook ads for me has been my number one list grower by far. Yeah. And I think I know you're um, like listening to some of your podcasts as well. You're really passionate about, you know, people using their email list and making sure that they kind of nurture that and invest in it. Absolutely. And a lot of what I'm talking about at the moment is absolutely using lead ads, but not um, not thinking that just by getting someone onto your list that by default they're going to buy from you. Like no. there's such an investment post ads, like you said, like getting that funnel specialist in, like absolutely, really looking at what that journey is once they join your list. Um engage with your content you know marrying up like I see a lot this whole like um oh you know if you are fed up with organic then you should do ads or you know if you're doing ads you're cheating you know this like organic versus ads kind of thing I just think it's just utter nonsense like you need both you absolutely, absolutely. need both and you've grown a really um you know engaged uh Instagram following as well and like you know you do video and I think if someone sees your ads like naturally we want to direct them to your social media and the more active you are and engaged and clear on your message the easier it's going to be to convert those people isn't it like it's not just absolutely. a case of getting people on your list like you've got no. to do something with them no no absolutely and kind of to kind of echo your point with the people who are like ads are the only way slash organic's the only way like it happens on all fronts of business these yeah. days like live launching's the only way evergreening's the only way one-on-one's yeah. the only way group's the only way and you're like it's all bs and it's all true at the exact yeah. same time because you get to decide like i had a client and they go and like i don't want to do a group program i don't want to do one-on-ones but i've got a real heart and a passion for masterminds mm -hmm. like cool that's what i'm going to do for you yeah and so we're developing this amazing mastermind structure and program and strategy but the next client might be a bit like me going like, I want to do some one-on-ones and I want to have a group program. Like the mastermind, like, oh, well, let's get one going first. Yeah, exactly. Um, start with one. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I did. I booked out my one-on-one and I loved it. I, I booked out a bit too far and I'm like 15 one-on-one clients. Too many. Yourself, it's too many when you're only working part-time. 
Um, yeah. And so I scaled that down, like you, kind of charged more, but serving less people, but like serving them deeply with like all my energy and all my attention rather than like, I can't hold everyone's businesses because I'm grumbling here. Um, and then having my group programs, people who kind of just wanted to learn business, but then also having a kind of like product funnel for them to kind of move into a different relationship with me and like a more intimate mastermind environment or into one-on-one. So yeah, you really do get to design your business and use things like ads and use things like Instagram and use things like your e- email list. But I think when you get the best results, it's when you use them all synergistically. I'm not saying like you have to be everywhere doing all the things, but when you use like, when you layer in these strategies very effectively, that's kind of, again, where the magic happens in business because like you've got multiple things working for you. So when your ads account gets banned or shut down for absolutely no reason or Instagram locks you out for no reason yeah. or you can't remember your MailChimp password, it's okay. Like your lifeline hasn't been cut off, yeah. which I think in today's world with all the craziness that happens in on the online spaces, like you need to not have all your eggs in one basket when it comes to how you get leads into your world and how you look after them. So the more you can kind of like health, healthfully diversify that, the better. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. Um, that has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. So if you want to find out any more about Susie or follow her, Instagram is the best place to be and it's Mothers of Enterprise and I will put the um, link in the show notes. Um, and Susie is also inviting everyone uh, to book a free mini coaching call, which is amazing. Um, again, I will put the link for that in the show notes so you can go and have a, uh, so you can go and book. That. Thank you so much, Susie. That was brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes every Tuesday when they're released. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to rate or leave a review wherever you're listening to it. It only takes a few seconds, but it really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Lionhearted Marketing. See you next time.